welcome to the Chin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss current events in the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Piston Travels and creator of Fam With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We can't discuss all of the headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. How's your summer growing? <laughs> I am... <laughs> I need to talk to somebody at Princess Cruise Lines, okay? Listen, <laughs> love you, mean it. Who decided that dining reservations should only be able to be made in the Princess Medallion app? That's the person I want to talk to. Um, read the room, okay? Because <laughs> I am a very tech-savvy person, and I have a little bit of a hard time I especially don't appreciate having to download the app and log in as each of my clients to make their dining reservations because they cannot figure it out. You mean they can't download the app on their Jitterbug flip phone from Walgreens? (laughs) I'm making a generalization. That was a joke. From what I've seen at airports, a lot of older folks, they are on their phones all the time. But giving them an instruction to go to an app to... A bunch of steps, bunch of yes. steps. And it's yes. not, I have to say, whoever designed it, it's not super intuitive. Like I said, I mean, now here's here to be fair. I was able to go on princess, go on the chat and they provided me with a web link and I was able to do it for my client. It was a lot easier. And also doing it on there helped me understand the flow of the app better. So if you want this link, send us a DM. I'm happy to share it with you. Um, I just feel like given the demographic, yes, people in that demographic are on their phone all the time, but do they want to go be forced to go to an app and go through a whole bunch of steps that are a little bit confusing? No. So I'm sure other people are feeling my frustration. I don't really want to be making my clients dining reservations for them, but I have to because they can't figure out how to do it. So let's let's think about that and let's come up with some solutions to that issue, please. I love selling princess cruises. Um, I just do not like this one facet. What's what's on your mind these days? I mean, I'm thinking about prince the princess. I don't sell. Um, I I feel like I've only ever sold one princess cruise, so I don't mm-hmm. feel your pain, but I absolutely can understand. The frustration with that. Yeah. So yeah. I, it just seems like an odd choice. Like if it was Virgin Voyages, sure, that's that makes sense to me. I just am not sure why Princess decided to go that route. I mean, make it available on the app, absolutely, but make it the only way. The only like it says you have to do it through the app. So yes, I was able to find a workaround, but that's not obvious to the general public. So I think it would be better to be like, hey, download the app and make your dining reservations there or click this link. I mean, I feel like they may be listening to our podcast and they heard us say, train your clients the way you want them to work with you. True, and they just maybe, took it, maybe. took it very seriously. <laughs> you got anything currently frustrating you other than 792 Italy inquiries for the next four weeks? I mean, I feel like the space in my brain for complaining is currently taken up by three Italy itineraries, so I can't <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Well, let's get to it. Before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. First on our list is an article from Travel Market Report, and it talks about a current problem that we're seeing in the industry. The article is on what the agency industry is doing to address the advisor shortage. Now, I know we've talked about a lot of new advisors entering the industry, but it seems like that's not enough to fill the need. It doesn't matter how many you bring on. We just brought on 10, but it's going to take them time to get their feet wet. You know what I mean? Like they're here, but Mm -hmm. they are capable of just taking on anything complicated at this point. So there's going to be like that gap of time where we're bringing more people in the industry, but we have to train them to be able to help to meet the demand. Yeah. It says here in the article that demand for travel advisor services has never been higher, but there simply aren't enough advisors to handle it all. It all. And I think part of that is, as we have said numerous times, so many more people are now looking to travel advisors to help with their vacations. So I think that adds to the current problem. So according to the Travel Institute's The Changing Face of Travel Agents 2023 study, more than one third of travel agencies lost staff during the pandemic. Of those, 56% said they have not yet replaced the staff they lost. And apparently it's a a trend being seen across the industry. Alex Sharp, president and CEO of Signature Travel Network says, while we took on new agencies and the overall number of advisors is up significantly for us, The number of advisors per agency was certainly down in January, and it's probably still down a little bit as they look to hire people. Yep. And on top of having lost advisors, the overall agency community is aging. Of the advisors who are left, 66 are over the age of 50 compared to 52% in 2018. On top of that, only 6% of advisors are under the age of 35 compared to 11% in 2018. There's no two ways about it. The advisor community needs more people, both those coming into the industry as a second career and those looking to spend their entire career as advisors. We just recorded an episode that you will hear next week. And I was saying, you know, we opened our doors to expand our team at Journeys Travel. And I was hoping to find some young, fresh faces. But what we ended up with, which I'm also very excited about is a lot of women who have a lot of work experience, experience owning businesses, but it is like a second career. So how many years are they really going to stay in the industry? Like we need to be getting these young whippersnappers, but it is a scary industry to enter, to work on commission only when you have just graduated college and maybe you have a ton of student loans and like, I found that people who are a little more mature tend to have more confidence to take that leap versus a younger person. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end end of the day, it's a sales position. And so even if you do Mm -hmm. work for an agency that pays a salary and offers benefits, you still need the development of that confidence. Like you still need to, to, even know about this industry as an option because when you're going through school no one ever tells you 
you, hey, guess what? You can be a travel advisor. You can own a travel agency. That was not something that was presented, at least to me and the kids in my class. Like, that was not an option that I thought about until I got older and kind of, you know, did the corporate desk job and then decided one day to make a change. But if that had been presented to me sooner, I feel like I would have considered that as a way to earn a living. Yeah. Catherine Massa Bernie, chief sales officer for Travel Savers, Savers said uh, that without bringing more advisors into the fold, the entire advisor community risked the inability to meet the demand that's out there. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong line. That was Corey Hagopian, senior vice president um, of sales and partnerships for Virtuoso. Sorry about that. And then Jackie Friedman, president of Nexion, agreed. She said, if we want to continue the trend of having consumers book with travel advisors, we have to be bringing in and developing new talent into the industry. And the article says, another risk, if there aren't enough advisors to meet traveler demand, consumers have no choice except to go direct. We don't want that. We finally, we're finally getting our just desserts. (laughs) (laughs) And it's delicious, but there's a lot of it. Um, (laughs) Jackie says, you know, she mentions that there's so many more products out there. And she mentions the number of cruise ships, the number of experiences, products. And we want to make sure that there are enough of us to manage those requests. Otherwise, consumers are just going to go direct. Yep. And there's also the risk of advisors burning out, which I know is the case for a lot of people that I've spoken Mm -hmm. to and from personal experience. Um, Hagopian, he says, either you take less business or you work harder. And that has ramifications too, in terms of health and well-being. And I have found that in my business too, because there are certain trips that come in or inquiries that come in where I, it just does not fit what I, uh, what I'm able to be booking based on the amount of time I have to spend booking trips. And so similar to you, you know, I do have another advisor in, but she's not in a place to be able to take on those trips yet. And, you know, if I pass it on to her, I will still need to be there to hold her hand through everything. And, you know, that's still a very similar thing in terms of time. So we will get more work. Actually, it's going to take more time at first. Oh, yes. And like, you know, she will get there as well as like, you know, your new advisors will get there, but it's going to have to take a little bit of time to develop them. Yeah. In the meantime, it's going to be rough. And I've sort of surrendered myself to 2023 is the year that I am investing time, energy, and money into the ability to lighten my load perhaps next year or Mm -hmm. at least midway through next year. I'm just putting in that investment now to hopefully have a lighter load later, but there's really no other way, right? Like there's no way to grow your team, to bring in more advisors without that, that extra work, or you just drive yourself into the ground long-term. So you really have to be looking at the big picture. Am I willing to put in this effort to bring in some fresh blood now so that I don't burn myself out? Or Mm -hmm. do I just keep going, grinding, grinding, grinding? Right. And 
Well, Jackie Freeman says it's obviously a great thing to bring in younger people into the industry because we're finding that younger people for certain types of trips want to work with a travel advisor and they ideally want to work with someone in their demographic. But at the same time, people looking for encore careers that have that business experience may have connections they bring. That's equally important, which is absolutely so true. Yep. New to the industry does not mean young in the travel industry, which has become an attractive career option in recent years for people from all walks of life and at all stages in their careers. This is a quote from Diane Petrus, president of the Travel Institute. As an industry, this is important for us to understand because we need to ensure we also have individuals in our talent pipeline who are open to a lifelong career in travel. We're going to have to get some vans and some candy and some puppies. Listen, we've been told as we're growing up, do not do that, but puppies (laughs) might work. We need a taco truck with margaritas. That is how you get millennials. Let me tell you about the travel industry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this all the time. (laughs) For many travel agency industry organizations, education has been the main driver of recruitment. So Petrus says, quality education that gives young new agents the capabilities and confidence they need to dedicate themselves to an agent career and succeed is certainly a critical component for broader industry success. And then Asta, in partnership with Norwegian Cruise Line, has focused on revamping its introductory Becoming a Travel Advisor training course. The association has also made its comprehensive overview of what it means to be a travel advisor available for free on its website. And also we mentioned, I think last week, that they have their new mentorship program, which I think Mm -hmm. that is really what needs to be expanded upon is mentorship and like apprenticeship type opportunities. Yeah, I feel like I have learned best from other advisors, and I think a lot of people can agree with that as well. Um, Courses are great, certifications are great, but being able to talk to somebody who is, quote unquote, in the trenches, that's priceless. Yeah, I was just doing some business consulting with another agency owner a couple weeks ago, and she wants to grow and she also needs admin help. And we ended up deciding, and this isn't going to be true across the board, but for her, it it would work best if she could hire someone, bring them on. And it's more like the apprenticeship, like she's growing them. They are learning how to support her as they're learning how to then potentially become an advisor. And then hopefully that person would then be able to train the next support person and you just keep that cycle going so that she's getting some support while growing her team because those advisors that get to learn in that environment are, I believe, going to be the most successful. Mm-hmm. Kind of doing the admin work and learning as right. you go and taking your right. time. You're basically shadowing somebody and just yep. actually doing the work. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. It says here to agency groups, including Virtuoso and Dream Vacations, have put together programs to help agencies find advisors, whether as employees or independent contractors. So Virtuoso launched the advisor recruitment program to help agencies bring more advisors on board. And Hegopian is quoted as saying, we had heard over and over within the network that there was a demand for qualified advisors. The agencies in our network want advisors that take it seriously, that are committed to growing their own business. We felt that there was an opportunity for us to help. So with this program, agencies fill out a form indicating what they're looking for in terms of additional help. Simultaneously, individuals who are interested in joining Virtuoso fill out an application. Then Virtuoso matches the applications with the positions available. 
Agencies must have a comprehensive onboarding and training program in place to participate. If they don't have such a program, they can commit to putting new advisors through Virtuoso's in-house training academy instead. And he mentions, like we have been saying, oh, I don't know if it's he, I'm sorry, Corey mentions, time is one of the critical situations right now. There's no time to waste for agencies to waste with advisors who might not be the right fit. It allows for more qualified advisors and speeds up the process for them to get an advisor on board, train them, and have them active in the network. Since that program through Virtuoso launched, 33 U.S. agencies have opted in and 17 placements have been made. Even more impressive, Hagobian pointed out, 69% of the people applying to the program were new to the industry. Looks like Cruise Planners has something similar and Dream Vacations has launched a similar service of helping franchisees find associates and independent contractors. That's been since 2021. And they say since the launch, 725 associates have been paired with franchisee owners. That's amazing. All right. Our next article is from Travel Age West. And I don't know if you've heard yet, but our very own Teresa Chu Bermudez won the Upward Bound Rockstar Advisor Under 40 Award from the Travel Age West Trendsetter Awards. And we were both so tired and ragged from our little hiatus <laughs> that we forgot to talk about it last week. <laughs> yeah, when you had mentioned, you were like, I didn't mention I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, I have I had completely forgotten about it until Ken sent out the link to the article yesterday. So I will say it, it felt like a whirlwind. And when I tell you the other finalists for the other Trendsetter Awards, meeting them was an incredible experience in and of itself. You had such amazing ideas. I mean, we are linking this article to the show notes, but if you have time, read about the other advisors. I mean, there's best use of social media, best marketing idea. My God. I mean, there were just some really, really great powerhouses. Yeah, we're going to cover a couple of those highlights because the article is called How the 2023 Travel Age West Trendsetter Award Winners Are Leveling Up Their Businesses. So go through and read it thoroughly. We'll cover a few of the highlights, but these are all people who are doing really interesting things. Um, I don't even know. I was like, the time was off. Teresa's um, in California. I'm in Europe. And I'm like, did you win? Did you win? <laughs> of course you won. You know, I'm like trying to get the update, not knowing what's what, what time of day it is. We well, so when far the event apart, started, but... since it was on the West Coast, the event started when my bedtime would have been on the East Coast. So I'm like, right. get it together, Teresa. But it was wonderful being able to share the event with other advisors in the industry. And Nikki Miller was also... There she was yep. a runner up and we were just chatting. She said she listens to the podcast and she disagrees with what we say about Disney because she loves looking Disney. So I feel like <laughs> she sure does. Yeah. A Disney queen. Okay. Like I will give that to you. <laughs> we don't have the skills. We really have a lot of respect really for don't. what you do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The skills or the patience. You are an angel. <laughs> That's right. This year, they acknowledged advisors in four categories, and as you'll see, all of them took a fresh and fearless approach to building back their businesses post-pandemic. So the first one was Best Targeted Marketing Idea, and that's Casey Kyler of Blue, St Blue Springs Travel. 
And she did something really interesting, which is she decided to help her customers save money while also promoting her business by giving her clients the ideal carry-on suitcase. So she had a branded carry-on suitcase. She gave the bag to anyone who booked a FunJet or Apple Vacations package to an all-inclusive destination that included a Frontier Airlines flight. She documented her search for the perfect bag and her process for testing it on TikTok, leading to incredible PR for her agency, as well as for the supplier brands. The result, following this promotion, her business increased by 164%. So when I spoke with Casey about this, she said she was actually able to go to the airport. She did a video of her boarding a flight, and Frontier was her airline of choice because they have really great chartered flights from... Mm -hmm. Uh, from her home gateway airport and she was actually able to get on and show via video why this carry-on was the perfect carry-on size. And I was just like, how did you think of this? Mm -hmm. It's very clever. It's a great example of like really how something clever and a very narrow focus, something very little. You do not have to cover all things at all times and, and be this broad spectrum advice giver. Being able to just see something like a problem and like making all of that content out of just picking the right carry on and then finding a way to provide that to her clients. Such a small thing with huge, huge impact. So yeah, she says, I think my idea to create and market a unique solution for a pain point in the industry is what led to me winning this award. I believe anytime we do the right thing for our clients, whether it's by creating a solution to an issue or saving them money on a vacation, it makes us winners in this industry. And she says, what I love most about being an advisor is being able to assist my clients with life's biggest moments. My ultimate goal is to be their perfect vacation matchmaker. When our clients go on vacation with their friends and loved ones, they make memories that they will remember forever. Being part of that process is such a gift. Love that. And her runner-up, Claire McGuire of Cruise Planners, wrote a book of travel tips. She knew people were going to be anxious to travel once the pandemic was over. So she wrote a book called Make Your Bucket List Trip a Reality, Find New Life Purpose, Joy, and Positivity Through Travel. And the book was ultimately rated the number one new book release in adventure travel on Amazon. So not only does it help travelers with their planning, but it also became a great way for her to meet and retain new clients. And another TPI advisor, Celeste Peters, she mm -hmm. won best group booking effort. And I feel like one of my favorite parts was just hearing about how amazing these advisors were because when they were announcing, when they were just describing Celeste at the award ceremony, I'm like, what? What? We we're part of the same host agency and I had no idea. So Celeste Peters owns Caribbean Travel Queen and her successful group booking, uh, group booking effort was finding fans and followers of house music DJs. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, it led to a full resort buyout in her first year of offering the trip. She says, within the first year of planning large group trips, I achieved my very first resort buyout for more than 400 travelers. This took a full year of planning and thoughtful coordination, but these group experiences have not only allowed me to become the preferred travel company for future trips, but I've also built great relationships with some of my favorite travel partners. So her success has led to yearly partnerships with groups of 400 to 600 in the works. Brilliant. 
Her runners-up were Tawny Sons and Julie Iravondo from uh, Cruise Planners. And they, with only an eight-month lead time, entered a partnership with Celebrity Cruises and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to plan the first-ever Bucks Ultimate Fan Cruise experience. In the end, they sold out the event and sailed with 400 guests on the Celebrity Summit. Sailing was such a huge success, plans are in the works for continuing the partnership for another four to six years. And I'm going to take the next one, too. Because uh, the next one is Upward Bound Rockstar Advisor Under 40, Teresa Chu Bermudez of Get Out Custom Travels. Do you know her? In a relatively short amount of time, Teresa Chu Bermudez of Get Out Custom Travels has established herself as a powerful voice in the travel advisor community. At the height of the pandemic, in collaboration with another travel advisor colleague, <clears throat> Uh, she pre- launched a weekly podcast called The Tin Lounge. The goal of the podcast was to share the latest travel industry news in a way that made listeners feel supported and not alone in their struggles. Following the success of her podcast, she launched a digital education course called Fam with Intention with the goal of helping advisors maximize the marketing potential of their fam trips through social media and increasing ROI for both the advisor and the supplier. She said, as the world started opening up post-pandemic, I noted that many advisors were starting to go on fan trips again. Because relationships between suppliers and advisors helped us get through the pandemic, I wanted to create a tool that would benefit both. While always looking toward the future, Chu Bermudez is also able to look back and enjoy her growing list of accomplishments. She said, it's always a risk to break away from the norm and start your own business, and winning a Trendsetter Award validates that I made the right decision to pursue something different. When you're in the thick of it, it's difficult to celebrate small wins. Winning this award has allowed me to pause and celebrate how far I've come. And right now I feel like I've just taken a shot of tequila because, like, my cheeks are, like, red. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. I love it. Thank you. They're just – you are a queen. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Well, I want to talk about about Nikki Miller. Yeah, I want to talk about Nikki Miller because she is amazing. She is the owner of Travel with Nikki, and she was able to turn her passion for education and mentorship into a venture called Your Voyage Vocation, or YVV. This coaching-focused business empowers part-time and hobby travel advisors to transition to full-time travel business owners by providing the knowledge, tools, and support they need to build a successful business. Through YBB, Miller collaborated with other coaches in the travel industry to create easy-to-access learning bundles focused on educating advisors on financial health, how to be profitable, setting budgets, and more. And as we're going through this, they have links to these individual programs. Mm -hmm. And so if you're interested in finding more about Nikki's program, for example, head to the the link in our show notes and you can go ahead and find out more. Yep. And next up is best use of social media. That's Allison Jones, Destinations to Explore. After years of working with social media influencers to promote her business, she decided it was time to become the influencer herself. So she began sharing her family's travel experiences on a YouTube channel called Jones Family Travels. Today, she has more than 22 million views on YouTube, more than 20,000 followers on Instagram, and more than 80,000 subscribers to her newsletter. She gets leads, or I'm sorry, she says, I get leads from around the world saying they watched our YouTube videos or found me on Instagram and they want me to book their trip. Besides bringing leads, our social marketing through Jones Family Travels brought new travel professionals to our industry. People saw our excitement and love of travel and wanted to be a part of it. The runner up is Angela Tepper of AZA Luxury Travel. 
She creates highly produced Instagram video posts that include information about a destination or property with a compilation of pictures and videos, voiceover with subtitles and background music. The response from these posts has translated into a steady stream of travel itinerary requests and bookings. Tepper estimates that her social media efforts led to about $500,000 in sales annually just from her Instagram posts. Hot dog. <laughs> I was going to say a cuss word, but I, I went with hot dog. <laughs> you know what? Fourth of July just passed. So it's perfect. Perfect timing. Last on our list is an article from Travel Agent Central. Advisor insight. Is technology a challenge or benefit to agencies? And I know we talk about this very often because sometimes we feel like technology is a huge help, but other times it's just like, oh my God. This is just I mean, I have song. a whole entire separate business dedicated to helping people who don't want to deal with, they want the technology, but don't want to deal with what it takes to use technology. So I can honestly say the answer to that question is it depends on the agent or the yeah, advisor. I mean, technology is a tool. So if you mm. can learn to use it the right way, you can definitely have it as a benefit. But this article talks specifically about artificial intelligence and online travel agencies as the technology that could potentially hinder travel advisors. So uh, Voyage U, an AI-powered travel management platform and marketplace that connects premium travelers with travel experts, found that travel advisors and specialized operators perceive technology as a potential catalyst that can both boost their revenues and make their operations more efficient. So here are the top takeaways from this report. Uh, Number one, there's a higher demand for personalized services and overall the travel market is expected to grow. Digitalization of travel inventory and client relationship management technologies will help travel advisors increase their profits. So CRMs, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Strong relationships with clients and a solid reputation boost the effectiveness of word of mouth marketing through referrals. And travel advisors can expect more opportunities to increase their earnings in the latest trends, such as niche markets, blended travel, and micro trips. Yep. Seven in 10 travel advisors, which is, well, 69%, believe that the way the travel industry is evolving is influencing them to adopt technological tools in their business. A similar 62% said that such digital digitalization and travel management technologies will make their lives easier, providing them with tools to streamline their communications with customers and suppliers in their booking procedure. That said, there remains mixed opinions on whether tech will pose an overall challenge or benefit to travel agencies. 65% of respondents considered online travel agencies and direct consumer online platforms offered by airlines, hotels, and cruise lines and other providers, a strong competition to their travel agency business. Only 16%, however, strongly agreed that technology is squeezing the travel advisor out of the industry. I think we have to, it depends on your niche and your clientele, right? I know plenty of top producing agents, advisors that are a little bit older, and so is their clientele, and the phone is always going to be their greatest tool, and they're going to be just fine. If you're in this a little bit earlier in life and you're dealing with a younger clientele, you have to provide a hybrid option, right? There has to be the the um, combination of technology and personalized service, human 
but also convenient. So you got to have digital forms and ways to authorize cards and like your clients aren't going to want to get on the phone every time, but they still want the human connection that only we can provide. So if we want to remain competitive with these OTAs, then we have to offer the technology and put the warmth and the humanness on top of it. Well, the article definitely hits on that point as well with saying the type of customers that seek to save costs and the type of customers that look for the services of a specialized travel advisor are very different. And we all know this. I mean, if you want to book a short weekend, a hotel with an OTA, you may not need that much support. But for folks looking for something more uh, involved, a travel advisor isn't just booking the components. You're managing changes and cancellations, any post booking support you're providing that and solving the problem as well. In this regard, 53% of advisors believe that integrating technology-based solutions to manage new client relationships and travel inventory is positive for the industry as it helps to streamline the booking process and to make better decisions in real time. And I fully agree with that. Like I want to use technology to just make my workday that much easier. I want easy booking processes. However, I will still be the person to talk to the client, but everything else behind the scenes, I want that to be fully technology. If I could have a robot, an AI person, just manage everything behind the scenes, that would be amazing. This this challenge, or it feels like a, a stronger challenge for those of us who are booking, say, a lot of cruises. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of control over the cruise itself, right? The cruise is the cruise is the cruise. And I do have a lot of clients that are price conscious, but also want me. So finding that balance, even when you have clients who, like, when we can't control the actual cruise experience, we can control the planning experience, the service before and after the cruise and during if necessary. So we have to find better ways to make ourselves stand out, still make it very convenient for them to get booked quickly and easily as if they were booking on a cruise line website, but stand out from the crowd. When you're doing FIT, I think it's a lot easier because you're doing something more complicated. People truly don't understand. And so my thing is always like, oh, do you need a travel advisor to book a cruise? No, of course you don't. But here's why you might want one. And there's, of course, a list of reasons that can go with that. And we have to find ways to communicate that um, and not make friction in the booking process, you know, Like I do a lot of consulting and I do a lot of CRM setups and there's people who like want to get the form and then they want to send a client agreement first and then they want to do a separate invoice for a planning fee. And then, and I'm like, no, you need to get to that deposit. I do like to get a form, not if a client already knows what they're looking for. It just depends on how much work is going into it. But after that, we just want to get them straight to place in the deposit because they can go on the cruise line website right now and just be booked just Mm -hmm. like that. So we do, we, those of us that are booking more like prepackaged stuff do have a little bit more of a challenge to prove our value as well as offering the convenience of the digital stuff, but it can be done. I would, I would just have, if I was a consumer, I would just have you book my cruise because I'm lazy. Like I don't want to do anything like just... Look it for me and tell me everything I need to know. Like, don't make me think. 
Well, what's nice is that, you know, we belong to TPI. That's our host agency. And if you are going to be focusing on something like cruises or escorted tours or like the pre-packaged stuff, you got to make sure you're with the right host agency because we mm-hmm. are able to get access to amenities, group rates, things that give us a little bit of leverage on the price side too, because it is harder than something complicated and custom. So if you're booking things that, you know, I call basic travel, I call it basic B travel, but I'm proud of it. Um, You got to make sure you're with the right host agency so that you have the tools, you have the technology, you have the every possible price advantage or amenity so that you can stand out. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. (laughs) Even though there's technology that's available, one of the best ways that the advisors who were interviewed in or surveyed in this report, they said word of mouth and referrals are still the best way of growing their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, eight to 10 advisors surveyed reported experiencing a high demand for personalized services with 46% saying that clients prioritize expertise and personalized services over cheaper prices. As well, 59% of advisors shared that their clients have expressed their preference for flexible itineraries that permit changes and cancellations. And lastly, when asked about the factors that drive income growth and what they believe they need to do to accomplish this, 83% mentioned strong client relationships and reputation. Again, reaffirming the point that developing a loyal customer base is critical for advisors. Yeah. If you can, I I will always, the hill I will die on is repeat and referral business is absolutely the path to the strongest business. If someone were to come to me and be like, oh, I'm going to leave you a bad review, I would be like, I don't care. I would, (laughs) hopefully I'd never be in a situation where I was talking to a client like that, but like, it doesn't matter. All of mine are repeat and referral. You can go online and speak your mind if you want to, but like, and to be clear. I've never been in that situation, but like, it wouldn't matter because my business is the reputation is word of mouth and that's all I need. And that's all you want to need. You don't want to be reliant on getting customers who are going to read reviews about you. You want people personally recommending you so that you don't Mm -hmm. ever have to feel the stress of that. Right. And I know virtuoso agents, so like every client is sent a questionnaire and they have to be reviewed, which I'm like, I don't want people picking me apart every single time. (laughs) All right. Ready for some excess baggage? Oh yeah. Let's see if my mouth is. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, Bluebird Backcountry, the trailblazing, liftless ski area that was the first to offer backcountry skiing, but with ski patrol and avalanche management, has closed. They also report that the booking curve has lengthened, but tour companies say close-in trend lingers. While some companies cater to last-minute bookers, there's a downside to the shorter booking curve for both advisors and their clients. Angela Hughes, owner of Trips and Ships Luxury Travel, said, We still have a fair amount of people who think they can go to Europe in four weeks on a mainstream budget asking to avoid crowds, which is next to impossible. Amen. An article from Travel Pulse says that Americans are taking longer trips and spending more on summer vacations. They also report that new data suggests that short-term rental market in the United States, excuse me, that the short-term rental market in the United States fell sharply through the first six months of 2023. If you're on TikTok, you know Airbnb is struggling. 
Travel Agent Central reports that just three years after launching its Northeast alliance with American Airlines, JetBlue will terminate the agreement, beginning a winding down process that will occur over the coming months. The airlines formed the de facto merger, so named by the Department of Justice, to share revenue while allowing the other to maintain its stronger presence in select cities. In May, a federal judge in Boston ruled that the airlines must end their alliance, saying the move removed incentives for the airlines to compete and meant higher prices for consumers. They also report that Celebrity Cruises has announced a refreshed Caribbean program for summer 2024. Starting next April, travelers can enjoy the Caribbean on board Celebrity Beyond and Celebrity Reflection. The new program has doubled the brand's number of year-round Caribbean sailings and introduced its first weekend itineraries. But the news is that both ships will now offer guests with the chance to experience Royal Caribbean's private island, Perfect Day at Coco Cay. According to Travel Market Report, Crystal Serenity, the first crystal ship to launch following the brands purchased by A&K Travel Group last year, has successfully completed sea trials. The ship is set to launch on July 31st in Marseille, France. Our high note today is also from Travel Market Report. In a move that it hopes will ease some of the long waiting times for passport renewals, the State Department is launching a series of in-person events to help Americans apply for passports. The U.S. State Department this week announced a series of special passport acceptance fairs that will allow Americans to apply for their passports in person. Most of the events are for first-time customers and children, so those looking for renewal will still have to do so by mail. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye.